This Monday, December 18th, NBA betting picks edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time makes the perfect holiday gift. Sign up at GameTime.co and use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's GameTime.co, promo code CFBX. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, December the 18th, currently 1134 on the East Coast. Here to get into the 11-game schedule to start off the new week of betting. And joining me, as usual, on these Monday episodes, I got the superstar of the show here with me. It's the villain himself, Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how's it going, my man? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. I'm ready to dive into an 11-game slate. Yeah, a lot of games here uh, on the Monday schedule. Um, a little more than were you. I know last last week you and I put a, together a movie, as Scott called it, uh, hour fifty on the pod last uh, Monday. But yeah, eleven games last or sorry today. Uh, anything that stuck out to you over the weekend before we do dive into the games? Um, the Heat still can't cover his home favorites. No, uh, the Celtics finally beat the Magic. Uh, the and, Pistons still suck. Yeah, the Pistons still suck, man. <laughs> At least they don't play somebody as good today. Yeah, I really wanted to fade. I really wanted to fade the Pistons today. Well, I mean, I know I'm speak. I'm talking ahead, but I really wanted to fade the Pistons today. But <sighs> we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, nothing really else stood out to me over the weekend. I think everything else. Um, Nothing too exciting. So I know we got eleven games left for us to get through here. So why don't we just I never talked right about Thanasis. Yeah. I never, I never talked about Thanasis. I never got, after, to, got through that. Um, what happened with Giannis? <laughs> Where you know uh, we inducted him into these dudes ain't trying to fight for real. Like uh, yeah. I just I think it's hilarious that when you watch the video and people are now going to go back to watch the video to check but like Thanasis before he runs he goes like this whoa like what like if you don't just he goes whoa youtube.com slash NBA gambling podcast to see me make the, the movement but he's like whoa whoa he just hit my brother whoa oh man like oh Thanasis I just Come on, man. If you're not playing, you got to be the enforcer. Like, you got to take the one-game suspension and just run out onto the court. It's <laughs> one game. Your brother's got you. He's going to pay for it. Like, it's one game. And you're not making that much. So that one-game check, It well, it's a lot to me. But it's not a lot to, you know, regular NBA players. So he definitely could have covered you on the one game. Like, you supposed to go out there. you supposed to. Man. League ain't the same no more. League ain't the same no more. Everybody on on the Pacers on the Pacers bitch got to pop that bitch. <laughs> hey, he got uh, he got something from um the being a semifinal team in the uh, in season tournaments. So we could use that money. Could it to Whatever, pay for bro. the fine, bro? He really like he said, "Hold me back, bro. I'm going out there." 
<laughs> Hold me back, bro. I'm trying to go out there. <laughs> uh, Jake Crowder shot just let him go. He was like, nah, you need to relax over here. But um, you, need some, you need some action. You won't play in the next game no way. You might as well take the suspension. It's funny because after like the whole like thing settled down, like Giannis walks towards the bench, kind of just put his hand up. He's like, like, calm down. I know you're not gonna do anything. Calm down. They're like, hey, hey, relax, bro. <laughs> it's not that deep. It's not that deep. Uh, all right, uh, Terrell, we got a uh, twelve or sorry, eleven games on the schedule here. Let's just dive right into it, my man. Uh, we'll get to the first game here on the on the schedule. We'll go to the Chicago Bulls. They are in Philly here to take on the Sixers. Sixers currently sitting as an eleven point. Uh, favorite in this game with a total of 227 and a half. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, let me pull up the most recent one. All right, for the Chicago Bulls, Alex Caruso is officially questionable here for tonight. He has a left ankle sprain. Tory Craig is doubtful. He has right heel soreness. Zach Levine continues to be out, and that is pretty much it for the Bulls. For the Philadelphia 76ers, um, the only questionable tag is going to be Marcus uh, Morris. He is dealing with an illness. But outside of that, everybody is a go in this game. Uh, Terrell, start with the side here. Sixers minus 11 hosting the Chicago Bulls. I mean, Chicago's been playing better basketball recently. They they four four and one ATS over the last five. They've only won two of those games, which is actually kind of hilarious. And then you have they covered large numbers against the Bucks, but that could have been just uh, easy, cool rivalry with the Bucks. Honestly, truly, I don't know what Chicago kind of has for Joel Embiid in this game. We don't think of Vucevic as that interior defender. You can bring Andre Drummond off the bench. He's going to get cooked, too. I mean, there's really, like, you have no option but to just to let Joel Embiid do his thing. And maybe, possibly, you stop everybody else. That'll be a matchup if he plays in this game. Alex Caruso versus uh, Tyrese Maxey, and we'll see if Mm -hmm. he's able to slow Tyrese Maxey down. And we'll see if Kobe White is able to offset that scoring. He's been playing really, really well recently. His points prop is at 22 and a half today. Like, he's he's absolutely been hooping. So, I mean, maybe. I I just don't think the Bulls got anything for this Philadelphia 76ers team, if I'm completely honest. I wanted to not go chalk here and find a reason to take the big dog, but – uh, I, I just don't see it. I think they absolutely roll. So I'm going with the Philadelphia 76ers, and I'll lay the big number. Yeah, I mean, Sixers have just been wagging absolutely. Um, I mean, not only recently, but also throughout the season, right? Especially at home uh, this season where they've just been uh, absolutely murdering teams. Um, you know, this I'm trying to pull up the numbers <laughs> here for the Philadelphia 76ers at home. Give me a Slow second. down, Pat. Slow down, Pat. We'll get there. What did Pat say? <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to rush over to another game tonight. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so Sixers at home, ten and three straight up, ten and three against spread, nine and four towards the over, averaging one hundred and twenty-five points per game at home. Um, and like you mentioned, right, the Bulls have been playing better without Zach Levine. They've covered, I think, it's eight out of the nine games without Zach Levine. Um, I know they've lost three out of the last four games. They split with Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Bulls can keep it competitive here. I think the only concern I would have is, like you mentioned, that this is a matchup nightmare for the Bulls guarding Joel Embiid. But I've liked what I've seen from the Bulls, at least covering the number. I, obviously, they're not going to win this game, but I do think that they can keep it within 
single digits here. So I'll, I'll go with the Bulls here. I like what you mentioned about Kobe White. He's been playing really well. Uh, DeMar DeRozan's been doing his thing. And this team, I, I think I mentioned this last week as well, they're just kind of playing with each other and for each other. And the mm-hmm. effort level is there for this team as well prior to what was happening beginning of the season where we're just absolutely fading this team. So I'll go with the Bulls here. Total sitting at 227.5. Terrell, any thoughts on that? Uh, not really, actually. I, I assume that I would uh, slow pace. It could be a slow pace Philly game. I assume under because if I think Philly covers this number, it's probably because Chicago didn't do their part of the scoring. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Bulls, let me see what they've done on the road here as far as the total goes. Um, nine and four towards the over uh, mm-hmm. in their home during their road games. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight overs on the road for the Chicago Bulls. So, um, I think the pace will be high. They've been playing with a um, a bit more tempo, have the Bulls. So mm-hmm. I think this one does just get over the number. All right, uh, Terrell, player props, what are we looking at? I know you mentioned Kobe White. Anybody else? I mean, it, it starts and ends with Joe Embiid. It, it yeah. starts and ends with him there. He he kills this uh, Bulls team. They really don't have any option of where they're going to stop him. I do like Kobe White, though. I think Kobe White does have a good chance to, again, have a really good game in there, offset some of that scoring that's probably going to be done by Tyrese Maxey in this game. And uh, yeah, I think that's where I think that's kind of where I have it. Yeah, I was looking at Kobe White over twenty two and a half um, points. He's been really good, man. Yeah, he's been he and he's been knocking down the three point shot as well. But they've adjusted that number now to four and a half. Uh, I think it's five straight games he's hit at least four. He's been mm-hmm. doing pretty good rebound the basketball as well. Um, I'll say back to back games he had seven rebounds. Yeah. Um, that was against the Miami Heat. He had eight against the Denver Nuggets, six uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks. So that number's at four and a half right now for his rebounds at plus 124. Uh, I don't hate that. I was intrigued by Tobias Harris's rebounding prop as well, just because if Embiid is guarding Vucevic, and we know Vucevic likes to hang around the three-point line and around the perimeter, that'll pull... Joel Embiid out of that paint area to grab those rebounds. So I think the uh-huh. beneficiary of that would probably be Tobias Harris at five and a half rebounds. So I look at Tobias Harris to go over on his rebounding prop as well. All right. Anything else for this game? Nothing good. All right. Uh, let's get over to the next game on the board here. We'll go to the LA Clippers. They are in Indiana here tonight to take on the Pacers. Uh, the Clippers are currently a three point favorite in this game. Uh, with a total of 245 and a half. Looking at the injury report for this game, I'm currently seeing for the Clippers, uh, Bones Highland is the only one that is questionable. Everybody else is a go. For the Indiana Pacers, the big name is going to be Tyrese Halliburton. He's sitting with a left knee bruise. He is officially listed as questionable. Andrew Nimhard is also out for this game. He's dealing with a right knee bone bruise that he suffered during the, I believe it was semifinal game um, in the in-season tournament. Jalen Smith continues to be out, and that is pretty uh-huh. much it. Um, Clippers quietly looks like they've kind of gotten it together here, Terrell. But uh, what are you thinking about the side here? Clippers minus three on the road against the Pacers. Yeah, I'm not laying three on the road with the Clippers. Uh, I, I understand why it's gotten here. And I think, yeah, it really depends on that injury report. And hopefully the injury report for the Pacers kind of goes our way. Tyrese mm-hmm. Halliburton is able to play. If Tyrese Halliburton is able to play, then I like the Pacers' chances here at home 
to just simply outscore the Clippers. Like, I don't think that this is going to be a defensive matchup or anything like that. I think this is the Pacers doing what they normally do, and they let people score a bunch of points, but they somehow find a way to end up, if somebody scores 120, they score 130. If somebody scores 130, they score 140. They find ways to continue to try to win games, high-scoring games like this, and I think this is exactly what it is. This Clippers defense has been better over the past few games, but, they, you know, we still a little bit questionable. I'm questionable on that side of the ball, and they have the matchups to exploit. They have the guard play, and that's how you beat this Clippers team. You exploit that guard play. You make James Harden defend. You make Russ defend. You make the guards defend you, and you kind of uh, destroy them like that. So I love Tyrese Halliburton. If he plays today, I think he'll have a great game, and I think he can pull them into a win. So give me Indiana plus three uh, as long as Halliburton plays, and I'll sprinkle on the money line as well. Yeah, the Pacers have been struggling a little bit coming out of, I believe, the um, the in-season tournament. They've lost four out of their last five games um, and haven't covered four of the last five games either. Uh, they lost against the Wizards. Okay. Yeah, so they lost against the Wizards. They lost against the Timberwolves. And that was a game without Tyrese Halliburton, and they were on a back-to-back in that game. We gave up 140 to the Bucks, so the Bucks were in a, in a revenge spot there. Beat the Pistons, obviously, so not much there. And then they lost to the Lakers back on December 9th. So um, I do agree about the over. If Tyrus Halliburton's able to play in this game, he's going to absolutely cook uh, James Harden and or uh, Russell Westbrook in this game. You know, James Harden, we know, doesn't play any defense. So definitely keep that in mind if Tyrese does play here. I think the way to back the Clippers probably just going to be to take their team total to go over. Cause like you mentioned uh-huh. that we'll see points in this game. In the last three games, they've given up 140 to the bucks, 137 to the wizards and 127 to the Minnesota Timberwolves. So um, Clippers, obviously with the talent that they do have on the, at least on the offensive side with Kawhi, Paul George, James Harden, he's starting to uh-huh. look like he's found his role with his Clippers team. And the guys coming off the bench with Norman Powell, Russ. So I think that they'll be pushing the pace in this game. A lot of easy baskets for the Clippers here as well. So I like the Clippers team told to go over. If Halley does play, I'll, I'll lean with the home dog here, plus three. But definitely uh, do like the over in this game at 245 and a half. Player props throw. I know we don't see much for uh, the Pacers here because of the Halley news, but I see a couple for the Clippers. Anything that uh, excited you there? Uh, not really. My more of a fate in Clippers here in this spot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, no, they, 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 they're doing okay. Like I, I understand. I'll give the Clippers that they kind of found it going, and I think that scoring is going to be up. So at the very least, you're going to have scoring. So you'll have your your rust that'll be able to come off the bench and give you maybe 15 off the bench. You'll have your high level scorers in the front, maybe a Kawhi game, maybe a PG game, like stuff like that. I say just have fun with the points props and go out there and try to build you an SGP because this total is close. This is closing, not closing, but this game is finishing at 260. Like that's 100%. This game is finishing at 260. Any revenge factor here for Paul George being back in Indiana? I feel like that's like DeMar DeRozan, uh, like Toronto. <laughs> DeMar DeRozan, Toronto revenge yeah. game. I mean, like we sense. could always say it, but like it's been a while. I don't even know if that man, that man probably pull up in the end now and be like, dang, things is different since when I was here. <laughs> um, and the one I did like was James Harden assist in this game over eight and a half. I think just purely based off of pace in this game. He'll be able to, you know, find his guys in the last two games against the Warriors and the Knicks. Harden had 15 assists and 12 assists. So he's also getting the minutes as well. He's averaging 34 minutes per game uh, over the last five games, at least for the uh, Clippers. So 
Um, his number like opened at in game shape. Yeah, it looked like um, it opened at seven and a half yesterday uh, for his assists. It's up to eight and a half at minus one thirty-five. But I think there's another game where he does get into double-digit assists if Halley plays. You know, maybe have some fun, put an assist ladder up together for Harden and Halley. I think that would maybe a good way to attack it here. Chat really liking uh, PG in this game. I know Kaysen, uh mentioned PG. Uh, Nick, uh, PRA over 33.5 for PG. Uh, Buddha Life also mentioned PRA for PG 13 as well. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Terrell, before uh, we get last, over. Last oh, yeah, thing before we, yeah, go ahead. before we move on. Just yeah, Clippers, look ahead. Dallas is on deck. Mm, that's a great point. So they go. It's in Dallas, right? Yes, in Dallas. That's a weird so, that that's a weird scheduling spot for a travel spot at least because they got them going from Indiana down to Dallas. That's interesting. All right. Anything else? Nope. Let's go. All right. Uh before we get over to the next game on the schedule here, uh, let me tell everyone about underdog fantasy. Look, underdog fantasy gives you the opportunity to play alongside some of your favorite. Fantasy players all season long, whether it's the NFL, whether it's the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football, simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. My favorite underdog pick them for today. I'm going to go with the hard assist I just gave out. Eight and a half will go higher on that. And stay tuned towards the end of the episode. Terrell and I will put together an underdog fantasy entry for the NBA action here tonight. So you guys can watch along with us, copy our picks. Make your own picks as well, and maybe make a little cash on our dog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Again, that's underdog fantasy using promo code SGPN. All right, Terrell, next game on the board, the one everybody's waiting for. I'll go to that one. <laughs> Detroit Pistons, they are in Atlanta here tonight to take on the Hawks. Hawks currently 11-point favorite in this game with a total uh, sitting at 246. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, start here with the Detroit Pistons. Alec Burks is available. Jalen Dern is going to be out. Monte Morris is out. Isaiah Stewart is out as well. For the Atlanta Hawks, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich is questionable here tonight with the right ankle inflammation. Clint Capella is also questionable here tonight. Uh, with a left knee bone bruise. <clears throat> AJ Griffin is out. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is officially listed as questionable. And that is pretty much it. All right, we already know the story of uh, the Detroit Pistons. They've now lost, what, 22 in a row, is it now? 21 in a row. Um, the opportunity is there for them to win maybe a game here against Atlanta. I don't know, Terrell. Let's start with the side here. Minus 11 with the Atlanta Hawks. What do you think? This is so this is so frustrating because if it does end tonight, like everybody's gonna see it coming. Mm -hmm. That's terrible. We don't want that. We want to sneak somebody with this win. Who is out there running to lay eleven with this Hawks team? Munaf, you was this Hawks team biggest supporter in the beginning of the season. Biggest supporter. Yes, you were the biggest supporter of this Hawks team. There's no way you're laying eleven with them now. Not There's, right it, now. It, no. it, it, <laughs> but it's like, you know, in the same breath, how do you take this Pistons team like catching anything? How do you take them catching anything? I, I, I just, I'm not laying eleven with the Hawks. 
if they win and cover, then you know what? Charge it to the game. But this Hawks team is, what, 10 and 15 now. They haven't been good at home. There's no uh, beef stew in this game, so it looks like Detroit's probably going to be going with a smaller of a lineup. Probably see a lot more of Osar Thompson and um, uh, Bagley and Wiseman in this game. But I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't lay. I can't lay this number with this Hawks team. I'm sorry. This Hawks team sucks. So the Hawks at home this season. Let's see here. I know they've been better on the road. So they're, I don't know. That's not right. They're one and eight against the spread at home this season. Yeah, there you go. Two and nine as a favorite this season. If you look at the money line, even on the money line, they're only six and five as a favorite. You're actually probably lost money. No, you 100% lost money there. So I can't do it, man. 11 is a lot, bro. I can't do it. It's, it's like so unfun. I really hope they don't. Well, I kind of do hope they do it. So it's like, because that's really sad. But like, I really hope they kind of don't do it because this is such an easy spot to figure. Everybody's everybody's betting Hawks. Who is who is who's <laughs> whatever, man. I, I I preferred it when it was against Philly when nobody was betting them and then there was a possibility and it didn't work out. But like everybody should be on the Hawks here. Who I mean not the Hawks, but on the Pistons here. Who's laying this number with this Hawks team that is one and eight as at home, two and nine as a favorite, can't do anything right, five and sixteen ATS. They haven't covered a game in consistently and all oh, knows how long you get that one revenge game shot to me that against the Toronto Raptors, but it's nothing. It's all same sucks, but which means they're probably going to cover this. I'm not taking the Hawks with this number. I, yeah, I can't I'm just not like one in nine against the spread. Like if there's an opportunity, like if there was ever a spot to take the Pistons, it, I mean, I think we've said that over the past couple of games here because I even took him against the Bucks. Like, shout out to my guy, you capper. He said it's either the the Pistons win this game against the Bucks or they're gonna lose by 30 plus. And they lost by 32 points against the Bucks. But I mean, just keep doing if you if you bet both, you win in one or the other. And yeah, so far it's been the 30 plus one that you've been winning. <laughs> yeah. I'll take the Pistons here plus the points, man. <sighs> one and nine against the spread at home. That's just not very good. I do like the over in this game. I'll say that much. Eight and two to the over uh, at home for the Hawks. And we know what the the Pistons have been giving up uh, to the opposition. It's just that offensively, this team's just not very good. And I just don't get it what it is. Oh, no. It's 100% the fact that he will he will not bench Kaylee and Hayes. Yeah. I don't know how you constantly look and get tape of Marcus Sasser and you don't be like, we should start this guy over Killian Hayes. Honestly, truly, that's going to be the reason they lose this game and they lose it by 30. It's because they kept Killian Hayes in the game for too long. Stop starting him. He's not good. Like, he's yeah. not good. He brings you nothing. Sasser gives you energy on defense. He's able to score. He can spread the floor and shoot the three. I just don't understand what it is. like. And to be honest, it's probably tanking. It's probably tanking. Like, that's probably what it is. They're tanking, and they're saying, hey, man, we lose more games with Killian Hayes in the lineup. Let's just keep putting them out there. Yeah, I mean, I think we feel like we had this conversation last year as well. I know they were dealing with injuries, and they had to start Killian Hayes. But at this point, when you have, like you mentioned, they're choosing. Yeah. Choosing to start them? Choosing? And I've watched Marcus Sauster because he played with the, the, the Houston Cougars, and he's really good. So... 
All right, man. We'll uh we'll, I'm we'll, telling you, man, they're they're just gonna lose games until they decide to start Sasser. Then they're randomly gonna start Sasser, or Case is gonna get like injured or something, they're gonna start Sasser, and they're gonna start winning games. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh all right. Any player props you like in this game? Uh yeah, give me I guess I'll take all stars rebounds. And okay. oh yeah, give me uh bot. Uh wait, is it which one is Bogdanovich? Which one is which? Bo- Bo- yeah, Bogdan. Give them both of them. I'll just give them both of them. Both of the Bogdanoviches. I'll take. Oh both yeah, of them. I think they both have good games. We need to put a Bogdanovich uh, threes ladder together just because it's <laughs> they're playing each other tonight. Yeah, they um, could go crazy. That's what I mean. I like it. Yeah, two and but a I half. I do like for, it. Two at threes. I like it for. Yeah, Boyan's at two and a half for the Pistons, and Bogdan's probably going to be posted a little bit later, closer to game time, because he does. Uh, come off the bench for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I did like Cade assist in this game. Um, the Atlanta Hawks are giving up, I think, I want to say the fifth most assist to the point guard position on the course uh-huh. of the season. And I think over the last two weeks, um, it stayed pretty consistent at that number as well. So I uh, do like Cade. If Kaysen, go- just dropped, mm-hmm. Kaysen just dropped 29 and a half points and assists. I like that too. Yeah, that's a good number. Um, and again, you're worried about the blowout factor, but I think this this game may be closer. Uh, than what has been over the past couple games for the uh, Pistons, or last 20 some games for the Pistons, I should say. All right, Troy, anything else for this game? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's go over to the next game of the night. We got the Houston Rockets. They are in Cleveland here tonight to take on the Cavaliers. Cavaliers currently sitting as a four-point favorite in this game with a total of 215. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Houston Rockets, not yet one submitted because they did play yesterday against the Bucks and lost that game. Uh, 128 to 119 did see Dylan Brooks get ejected along with Emi Udoka at the end of the game for a non-call for the Cleveland Cavaliers. uh, Darius Garland and Evan Mobley are out for this game. Also Ty Jerome. So two of the five starters are down here for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Terrell, let's start with the spread here. Minus four in favor of the home team, the Cavaliers hosting the Houston Rockets. Are we still fading the Rockets on the road? I mean, they won. Um, they they beat Memphis. I mean, does that excite you? Not really. I'm kind of actually annoyed. Memphis really like blew that game. Yeah, they're playing 500 basketball as far as a spread on the road. Five, five, and one, but they just not. They aren't winning games. They're just two and nine straight up. It feels like if Donovan Mitchell doesn't go off, this Cavs team doesn't have a chance. Right. Yeah. Especially without Garland. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's a. I feel like that's a really big. I I don't think as much as I really really don't like Houston on the road. I don't know if I'm laying forward with this Cavs team. No Garland, no Mobley. Like who? I mean, Levert. Maybe it's a big Levert game. And I mean, we sit here. We're looking at a projected lineup of Donovan Mitchell, Max Drews, Isaac Okoro, Dean Wade, Jared Allen. I mean, maybe Okoro sits and they put Levert in there and give somebody on the other side of Donovan Mitchell that can score. And then I guess you're kind of hoping your three-point warriors help you with the scoring this game. But This might be one of those like ugly, low-scoring games, I feel. And the Cavs haven't been very good at home against the spread. 5-7-1 to against the spread. They're actually getting outscored at home by one point. Sorry, by 0.4 points. But they are 7-6, so... That just tells me that either they're getting blown out at home or the games they are winning have been closer than what we think. I don't know, man. I hate this one. I, I hate this one. I, 
I'll take the points. I just take yeah. The I'll take the points here with the Rockets as well. I mean, they they, they stay competitive. They yeah. defensively, they've been really good this season. I think the biggest turnaround from where they were defensive efficiency wise over the last two seasons to under Emi Udoka this year. So I'll lean with the Rockets here plus the four. Totals at two fourteen. The only concern I do have about the total is that this is the third game for the Rockets on a back to back situation, um, and the two prior games have seen two hundred thirty plus points. Um, in their back-to-back games. So 121-116 against the Warriors they lost, and then 134-124 against the Denver Nuggets that they lost as well. So take that for what it's worth. But I'll lean over. I don't love it. Yeah. It's a, it's a low total. I think it's still a low total. And I think that this is a I think this is a Donovan Mitchell game. Donovan Mitchell slash Karis Levert, where they just kind of put the scoring on their back and pull this Cavs team total up. Whereas Houston can have more of a balanced attack and be able to score from different levels, so I'm, uh, I'm not betting, I'm not betting the side on this. I think I think I could actually be talked into the over. I could to actually yeah. bet that, but player props just give me Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell has a game. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell last game finished up with 22 points, 13 assists in five games this season without Darius Garland on the floor. He's averaging 31 points. Um, 5.8 assists, but that number's a little inflated because he had a 13-assist game against the Atlanta Hawks, and mm-hmm. Hawks against the guard position are just absolutely atrocious. Um, do you see his points number for Donovan? Uh, hold on. I see 30.5 at plus 105. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. I, I figured it'd be inflated. I think it's I think it's Donovan and Karras, man. Whatever Karras yeah. gets his points prop up, I think it's really those two, and then you may be able to sprinkle on uh, some threes there by either a Strews. Maybe, you, you know, come back in, check a little bit later, see if there's a Niang prop out there. But I think that the threes prop is, is going to be interesting, especially for Max Strews up there with Donovan driving into the lane. Hopefully they can get some ball moving and Strews can get a couple of wide open threes. So I, I could be talked into a, a threes angle. I actually really do like this over. Okay. I think the over can get there. Yeah, I think so too, especially again, you get tired legs on a back to back, especially in that second half uh, with the Rockets. And defensively, they've fallen off just a little bit because it's, I mean, you're going to have those stretches where you can't bring the defensive intensity every single game. I know they play the Bucks yesterday, but one of the better offensive teams dropped 128 on them uh, on the Rockets, but Rockets also put up 119 yesterday. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, this 214 in, Today's NBA seems like uh, obviously a very, very low number. So, um, yeah, I can see the over. Anybody else outside of Donovan Mitchell? Uh, I said that, you know, I could be talked in the Strews. I said that I like Karis LeVert. I think Jared Allen rebounds is still good. Okay. I think Jared Allen rebounds is still good. Jawari Smith Jr. has been playing really well recently. I have to look into that a little bit more if I can get there on him. But he's been playing pretty well recently. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Yeah, Jabari, I know rebounding has been really good. Um, 16 points yesterday, five rebounds, but he was in double-digit rebounding. Four straight games until last night um, where he only had five. He had 12-10, 10 so he's rotating. I think this is another one he can get back up there. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. Um, anything else? 
Uh, no, no, let's go. All right, uh, before we get over to the next game of the night, let me tell everyone about game time. Look, it's that time of year. College football bowl season is here. Obviously, with college basketball here as well. NBA's in full swing. NHL, NFL, NFL playoffs are right around the corner. Um, a lot of sporting events are happening, but maybe not even a sporting event. Maybe you have, say, a comedy show that's in your area or a theater show that's in your area you want to get out to, or even a music concert you want to get out to. Like game time, take the stress away from having to buy tickets for those events because sometimes looking for tickets can be a very stressful process. Well, game time takes away that stress and they provide a very, very smooth and easy, uh, stress-free environment for buying tickets. I've used their app and it's so easy to use and they have some great features like last minute uh, tickets uh, available up all to the the day of the event. Uh, And also the best part is, is that they offer the lowest price guarantee. So if you're able to find tickets in the same section and row for less at another outlet, well, game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are in their prices. Also, Game time, uh, the tickets, they also make a great holiday gift as well. So if you're looking for a last-minute gift to give out, you know they, you can, again, give tickets to a loved one, coworker, friends, family, whatever the case might be. But make sure you use that promo code CFBX when you create an account. You'll get $20 off of your first purchase. Again, go to GameTime.co. Make sure you use that promo code CFBX, and you'll get $20 off of your first uh, purchase when you do purchase tickets with Game Time. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Make sure go to halloffamebets.com or just simply download the app, Hall of Fame Bets, and make sure you use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. All right, Terrell, let's get over to the next game on the schedule. We'll go over to the Charlotte Hornets. They are visiting the Toronto Raptors. Raptors are a 11-point home favorite in this game with a total of 225 and a half. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, uh, for the Charlotte Hornets, they are going to be without uh, Cody Martin, Frank Nilakina, uh, and Mark Williams is listed as doubtful. Guys that are probable, Terry Rozier, and that is pretty much it. Gordon Hayward is also questionable for this game. He is dealing with a stomach virus. So, again, guys that are questionable, Gordon Hayward, uh, P.J. Washington, doubtful is Mark Williams, and then Terry Rozier is probable. For the Toronto Raptors, pretty clean injury report. Uh, the only person that continues to be out is uh, Christian Coloco, uh, but everybody else is a go in this game. All right, Terrell, let's start with the side here. Minus 11 in favor of the Toronto Raptors hosting the Charlotte Hornets. And how bad is Charlotte again? Charlotte just lost to the Philadelphia 76ers by, I think it was 53 points. What's with... So you're telling me... And I'm that a- Toronto and Atlanta are both laying 11 today? <laughs> um... If we, I mean, come on. Last five games, Toronto's given up 124 points per game. Charlotte's giving up 118.8. Charlotte is unable to score, like literally unable to score, and that's why they're losing a lot of games. 105.2 over the last five games. Toronto is middle of the pack, 117. Like, I, is that why it's 11? 
Why is this? I I don't know either. Is Toronto that good? Is Toronto that good? Mm. Is it about Toronto being good or Charlotte being bad? I'm just trying to understand. I actually don't know. I'm confused. Well, the Hornets actually beat this team on their home floor not too long ago. I think like what four or five games ago they beat them one nineteen one sixteen. This is stupid. I'm taking Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Charlotte here as well. Um, I know they're dealing with injuries and stuff, but I mean, this is a team that just that just beat this team again. I know Toronto's at home. Um, one of the better, I guess, home courts we can say, uh, or maybe a travel situation as well, having to go through customs and all that crap uh, when you get over to Toronto and going to the north. But uh, Toronto at home this season, pull up their ATS numbers. So seven and seven straight up, seven and seven against the spread. And uh-huh. they're scoring 112.6 points per game, and they're allowing their opponents to score 112.2 points per game. So that's a difference of a whole point four. They haven't covered at home in three of the last four games, and they've actually lost throughout those last four games as well. The only team that they did beat was the Atlanta Hawks, and the Hawks came back the next day and won by 21 points. This line makes zero sense. It actually kind of makes me want to bet Toronto because it makes zero sense. Are they trapping us with Atlanta and Toronto? Are we supposed to be on Atlanta and Toronto today? I don't think so, man. I mean, I know like the injury report does scare you for the Hornets, right? Because they're missing what two, possibly two starters. I know Mark Williams is doubtful and Gordon Hayward is questionable with a stomach bug. But if you're Charlotte, you got to come out and play with some pride because you got your doors blown off by 50 plus points against the Sixers. Like, how do you respond off of that? I think. We'll find out about this Hornets team, but I'm not laying 11 points with the. I mean, everybody I shot pretty it. well. Like, Terry Rozier, 7 for 15, 21 points. Uh, Miles Bridges, 8 for 15, 22 points. Brandon Miller, 7 for 15, 20 points. Gordon Hayward, 10 for 15, 24 points. Like, I guess if Hayward doesn't play, I'll be on Toronto because we're just petty and we start, we start fate in Charlotte when Hayward doesn't play, but... This is weird, man. Give me, yeah, just give me the 11. I, whatever. Total 225.5. And you mentioned, like, the, the, uh, sorry, the, uh, the Hornets defensively over the last five games. How are, I mean, they're, I mean, they're bad, but I thought it would be like bottom four, but it's like bottom eight. As you mentioned that offensively, they're just not very good. They have a rating of one hundred six point nine, which is the third worst offensively. Yeah, I'm going under. I can't. I can't bet an over with Charlotte right now. They can't score. I think if Charlotte wins this game, it's probably an under game. Yeah, like, I don't see them outscoring. I don't see them outscoring the Raptors. Player props. What are you thinking? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Well, it's all about Gordon Hayward if he plays. I like Gordon Hayward assists to go over. 
he just continues to make winning basketball plays for his team. Well, not winning basketball team because this team doesn't win, but somewhat for some reason they play better when Gordon Hayward is in the lineup. And I've been trying to get Gordon Hayward up out of there. Really tired of Gordon Hayward. Really, really hate him. But for some reason he's earning his money because he plays pretty well for this team when he's out there. And Bridges over. We're just gonna keep going. He's shooting fifty percent. Like we're just gonna keep yeah. going with Bridges over. He's been rebounding the ball pretty uh, well as well, especially without um, or when Mark Williams is. But I know Nick Richards uh, usually gets a start in those spots. But rebounding wise, he's actually been pretty good. Back to back games, he's had double digit rebounding um, mm-hmm. against Toronto earlier in the earlier matchup. Miles Bridges had 22 points, eight rebounds in that game as well. So if you want to go to Miles Bridges points and rebounding prop, I don't hate that. I also mentioned this that if Terry Rozier does end up playing here tonight, I'm going to be on his assist. Raptors are allowing the most assists to the point guard position over the last two weeks. <clears throat> and then uh-huh. he did have 13 uh, against the Raptors um, when they played back on Friday, the uh, December the 8th. So uh, we'll be on Rozier assist if he does end up playing in this game. All right, Tyrone, anything else for this game? No, let's keep going. All right, let's go to the next game on the board. We got the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are in South Beach to take on the Miami Heat. Heat are currently catching one and a half points at home as an underdog here. Total of 217 in this game. Um, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, let's start here with the road team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves um, have questionable tags on Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels. And for the Miami Heat, Bam is available. Tyler Hero is back as well. Um, Kyle Lowry is going to be out for this game. So no Kyle Lowry, but Bam and Tyler Hero are available to play for the Heat. Uh, Heat catching one and a half points at home here, Terrell. What do you think? All right. So we have the Heat as a home dog. You know, I like that spot. I really do. However, (laughs) Minnesota plays really, really well when they play Miami. I'm trying to, I think it's like, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They won eight. They won eight of the last 10 and keep going further than that. Nine of the last 11. Um, like there was one point where we were absolutely just fading the heat. And I remember it was a point where we were just randomly fading the heat against this Timberwolves team, no matter how bad the Timberwolves team was because the Timberwolves always beat them. Yeah. So, I mean, you got that. I kind of, I kind of want to, I kind of want to back Miami as a home dog, but I don't know, man, that Timberwolves muscle really comes to Miami and (laughs) just wreaks havoc. (laughs) Uh, since 2017, let me trim this down even more on the road against Miami. Uh, I mean, they're really good against them at home are the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'll say that much. Yes. They're getting their guys back. I'll back. I'll back Miami. They're getting the guys back. Bam was playing really well before he went out. So hopefully Bam is still, is still really solid. And that's a lot for me to say that Bam was playing well, but he was playing really well before he went out. Uh, and I, there is a question of Tyler Hero coming back because right. does Tyler Hero coming back mess up what Jaime Jaquez is doing this season? He had an ankle injury, right? Tyler Hero? Yeah, he did. I don't see anything about him being on a minutes restriction. 
No, but it just does he like because if Hero comes back, Hero looks good. You still got Hakez coming off the bench that's giving you about 15 off the bench any chance he can get. Mm-hmm. That's actually that's that's a pretty solid lineup. I'm not gonna lie, but does Tyler Hero's impact? How do they use them? Does this does the rotation mess up where Hakez comes in in the rotation? Like who's closing? Who's the closing unit? It is a lot of questions. Uh, I'm kind of talking myself back into Minnesota. I think if there's one coach that I trust to figure that out, it is Eric Eric Spolstra. Uh, well, Miami, they won the last one. No, I lied. Tim was won the last one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Miami, I mean. In Miami at home as home underdogs have. It's really home. the home dog. Let me just, let me stop questioning it. We, we trust Miami as a home dog. I mean, this season they've gotten they lost by seven to the Bucks and then uh, by twelve to the Cavs as home dogs. I mean, a very small sample, but let me go back to last year. I really do want to take Minnesota. Six and Eight six four on the road this season. I think there's an opportunity to take Miami. It's probably let Bam and Tyler Hero get a couple games under their belt to maybe get some rust off, and then you start backing them. But at that point, you may not get Miami as a home dog. Nah, I'm just going to trust them here. I'm going to trust Miami here. All right. Um, That's a tough one. I really do. I really, really do want to back this Minnesota team. I really do. I'm going to back Minnesota here. I think I that. Yeah, I mean, look, defensively, they've been really good, right? Um, obviously, with Rudy Gobert and Kat. And again, we got to give Chris Finch a lot of credit for him figuring out how to play Rudy and Carl Anthony Towns together on the floor. And it's, it's shown up for them in a big way um, and they're winning ball games. Right. So I think that the rim protection uh, with Rudy Gobert there is going to really make the heat, a three point shooting team. And we know that they're or a jump shooting team, at least for this game. And we know they're, they're a very streaky team when it comes to turning into a jump shooting team. We saw that in the playoffs last year, that when they were knocking down their threes, I mean, they were unstoppable. Um, But I think that for Minnesota, uh, obviously, with Anthony Edwards also questionable here tonight, but I trust this team. They've made me, uh, I mean, they've made me money this season. Um, mm-hmm. They're eight and four straight up. It's pretty much a pick em game. Um, give me the Wolves. I'll take the Wolves uh, in South Beach here. Total two, what did I say 217 here, Terrell. Any thoughts on that? Uh, Slight leans and under. I think this is going to be a little bit more of an aggressive game today. I think, yeah. like you said, the rim protection rim protection is there for the Minnesota Timberwolves, where they're trying to make Miami a jump shooting team. They're going to be a little bit more inefficient in this game, yeah. and I think Miami is going to have put together a pretty solid game plan to not let Minnesota go out here and run rampant. And I just want to look and check what Minnesota's doing over the course of the season. Yeah, they're about mm, seven and three on the road, so to the over, so that's not going the right way, but. They're pretty 50 50, 8 and 8 as a favorite, 11 and 10 to the overall course of the season. It, it feels like a little bit of an under game just because of that rim protection for Minnesota. I kind of want to back Minnesota. You're, you're selling me on Minnesota. All right. I really uh, want to really back Minnesota. It's something, something's just, I don't know. I hate fading Miami as a home, as a home dog, but I, I get it. Minnesota's good. Minnesota's really good this year. Yeah. I mean, like I mean, like I mentioned, like 
Chris Finch has able to figure it out. So I think you, we got to give him a lot of credit for what he's been able to do. Um, yeah. Any player right. props you're looking at? <sighs> Let's see. Jimmy versus uh, Minnesota. Man, Jimmy beat Minnesota with the C squad. But he can't beat him with the Heat consistently? Come on, Jimmy. I like Anthony Edwards. Mm, no, they probably take him out of the game. I like that Rudy Gobert play. I saw somebody say Rudy Gobert 23, over 23 and a half points and rebounds. I think I would probably just take the rebounds, but, but the boys actually probably could get there as well. You know, I, I like fading Bam whenever chance I can get to fade Bam. So I think Rudy Gobert can have a really, really good rebounding day. Like, really, really good rebounding day. 14 and 14 in the game earlier this season at home. Where Rudy Gobert? Yeah. Like, if Rudy Gobert finishes the game with close to 20 rebounds, is that really shocking? No, was Bam no. playing in that other game? Uh, or was Bam out already? Um, where was I just so let me go back to that page. Oh, no, this was back in October 28th. Uh, it may have been a back to back situation for Miami, but yeah, Bam did play in that game 33 minutes, 19 points, three rounds, two assists. They didn't have oh. Jimmy Butler in that game. Oh, no, Jimmy, that's why they, they lost. No, Jimmy. Ooh. I think they're missing someone else. Yeah. Is that Nikola Jovic? So the starting lineup. Jaime Hawkes. Yeah. Hawkes. Jovic started? This isn't mm-hmm. right. No way. Oh, yeah. I'm still in Miami. What is this lineup that they wrote out there? <laughs> they had Tyler lineup? Hero, Bam, Kyle Lowry, Nikola Jovic, Jaime Hawkes. They had Duncan coming off the bench that paid 29 minutes. Jamal Kane played 25 minutes in that game as well. Yeah. I'm still in Miami. I don't like All it, right. though. So it's a, it's, it's, this is a ultimate toss-up, but what is this lineup that they had? Jesus Christ. All right, next game. All right, next game on the board here. Let's go over to the Memphis Grizzlies. They are in Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. Thunder currently as a 10.5-point favorite in this game with a total of 229.5. Injury report for both of these teams for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Bismarck, Biombo, doubtful. Guys that are out, Brandon Clark, Luke Kennard, John Morant, Derek Rose, Marcus Smart. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, clean injury report. Everybody is a go in this game. Last game for the Oak, sorry, for the Memphis Grizzlies before they do see John Morant return or serve his 25 game suspension here. But 10 and a half here for the Thunder here. Terrell, what are you thinking? Yeah, let's just lay it. I'm kind of done with Memphis until John comes back. Yeah, he'll be back. Uh, I think that Houston game, that Houston game really, really, really turned me off. I don't want anything to do with Memphis until until they come back. I don't even think Memphis even knows what lineup they want to roll out until Ja comes back. Like, I mean, and maybe that's the is that the angle? It's the last game for Ja gets back. You get up for the game. OKC's a assault, man. Nobody wants to run into this OKC team right now. I mean, OKC it is a letdown. They did just beat Denver on the road. Yeah. 16 and 8 straight up, 16, 7 and 1 against the spread are the Thunder. And then at home, 7, I think it was 7, uh, 8 and 4 straight up, 8 and 4 against the spread. So if they're winning the game, they're covering the number. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take that. I'm just gonna take the fade before Jock comes back. Give me OKC. 
Yeah, I mean, they've been putting up the points at home too, man. Um, 123 against the Sixers, and they came back with 133 against the Lakers, uh-huh. 138 against the Warriors, 134 against the Jazz. So, I mean, who's Thunder stopping? F- who's stopping? Who's stopping? Ja? I mean, not John, but who's stopping Shea? Shea like, who's yeah. slowing Shea now? Nobody. I think it's, yeah. I think it might be a forty piece night for SGA. I don't think they over. I don't think this Memphis team can at least the offense. I don't think they can overcome a forty point per game score. In addition to what everything else OKC is going to give them. Yeah, just I, I'll, I'll lay to the ten and a half. Yeah, give me the Thunder this game as well. Give me the Thunder team total to go over as well. You have any thoughts on the full game total? I like the over. Okay. I like the over. Yeah, I think I think OKC is going to do their part. But Memphis, I mean, I can say Jerry Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain have been trying to hold down the ship. It hasn't been effective as we can look at their record and see that it hasn't been effective. But mm-hmm. they've been trying. You had, you know, Jerry Jackson Jr. going to run. Desmond Bain had his run. What was it like two weeks ago? Something like that. Desmond Bain had his run of scoring. I think they're going to consistently put this team in, in good positions to score the basketball. It's just... Are they going to get any stops? So Jaren like Jackson, Chet. I think Chet has a good game. Yeah, just mentioned Jaron Jackson Jr. had those back-to-back forty-point games, um, but he's definitely he's he's putting up the shots, man. He's put up 23, 24, 29 over the last three games. Uh, he's mm-hmm. also jacking up from three-point land as well. He's coming off an zero for seven three-point shooting game against the Rockets, so. I would probably expect him to bounce back here tonight. His points props at 24 and a half. I know we'll talk about props here in a second, but um, yeah, I like the Thunder team total over Thunder in this game. And it's either, like you mentioned, Desmond Bain or Triple J. But Chet has been playing really well as well. He's just not getting yeah. the spotlight because he's in OKC. And it's the, it's the SGA show, but... Yeah, you know it's the Wimby show down in. For some reason, it's the Wimby yeah. show. It really should be the South show, but whatever. But <laughs> it's 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 not the Chet show in OKC. That's why. But Chet had eight blocks in that last game. Yeah, yeah. and so I mean, I'm just gonna go ahead and fast forward us to the prop section. Yeah, Chet's talking about it. Two and a half blocks for Chet. You sit here and you think about this Grizzlies team and. If Desmond Bain isn't shooting the three, he's driving to the basket. Jaron Jackson Jr., what is he doing? Trying to get into the side of the paint. This team is trying to score inside the paint, and they're going to run into a buzzsaw with Chet. Last few games, you look at 8-3-2-3-6-4. He's been over this in every game but one over the last six. I like Chet to do it again with the blocks. Yeah, can't argue against that. He's putting it up. Um, Definitely giving them the rim protection that they've – Lacked for the past several seasons. And rebounding wise, uh, he's also been good. He's had double digit rebounds in the last two games 11 11 against the Kings and the Denver Nuggets. So if you want to look at his rebounding prop here as well, but yeah, do love the call uh, on the blocks here. Anybody else for this game as far as player props, Terrell? Uh, no, I said no. All right, next game on the board. Let's go to the Dallas Mavericks. They are headed to the Mile High City to take on the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets currently a seven and a half point favorite in this game with a total of 238 and a half. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Dallas Mavericks, Josh Green is going to be out for this game for the uh, Mavericks. Rashawn Holmes is questionable. He's dealing with a non COVID related illness. Maxi Kleba and also Derek Lively, the second, are both out for this game. Also, uh, Kyrie Irving, we know, is going to be out. For the Denver Nuggets, 
Uh, KCP is questionable. He's still in is in concussion protocol. Aaron Gordon is probable. Jamal Murray is probable as well. So it seems like um, healthy squad relatively for the Denver Nuggets. Only questionable tag is going to be KCP. All right, so we're minus seven and a half in favor of the Denver Nuggets here. What are you thinking? Over. Yeah. Over. Yeah, can't argue against that. I mean, lively, lively being out in that rim protection is going to be big. And I mean, so what is Luca and Rashawn Holmes running the pick and roll? Is it? I mean, are they going to go back to Powell, Derek Jones Jr.? That really, like, he they were just getting going with Lively. Like, they were really getting Lively into the offense and getting the pick and roll going, getting him easy looks at the basket, getting uh, the guard play better looks through the pick and roll. Luca's been able to do Luca like things. We know how he gets down. I really think Lively being out means a lot more than, I mean, I don't even know what this line is. I, I think Denver rolls. I think I think Luca has a good game, but I think Denver can roll. And, and that's been the theme for the Mavericks, right? Like without Kyrie, Luca is going to automatically go out there and put up thirty-five to forty-plus points. But I know they've won four of the last five games. Have the Dallas Mavericks, but it—I mean—they beat the Trailblazers. Okay, they beat them by eleven. They lost to Minnesota by eighteen. They beat the Lakers by two. That was the first game for the Lakers out of the uh, in-season tournament from Vegas. Beat the Grizzlies, beat the Blazers again. They beat the Jazz by 50. So it hasn't been, obviously, the the toughest competition. But now you're going up against Denver in altitude in a spot where you're also maybe looking ahead, like you mentioned, the Clippers back at home. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like Denver here, especially Denver at home. I mean, you take a look at the Denver Nuggets at home. They're 10-2 and two straight up. I know the spread, they're only 6-5-1. and one, But I think that They'll do their best to slow down Luka, but I think his firepower is too much for the Denver Nuggets, especially with Jamal Murray being there. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the total uh, over. Mavericks on the road this season are 10-3 and three to the over, averaging about 235 points per game. I would probably mm-hmm. look at Denver's team total over in this game here as well. Um, player props, what are you looking, looking at? Okay, for player props, I mean... Your your Luca props are gonna be good regardless. Yeah. I am Jokic rebounds, I think, is the play. I mean, mm-hmm. you you know the Mavs before Lively was out, they still was giving up pretty good rebounding days to the best rebounder on the opposing team. So yeah. and that's been going on for seasons now. This is with the Dwight Powell, like this this smaller lineup, and then they try to add lively lively in there, but this smaller lineup for the Mavericks has given up a lot of rebounds in the past. So I'm all over Jokic rebounds. I think Jokic can get close to uh you know close to 20 rebounds in a game like this today. So I really, really like Jokic rebounds prop today. Yeah, I was looking at Jokic rebounds and assists to go over. I think at that point you maybe just want to play the triple double for Jokic. But I mean like you mentioned they should that. dominate the boards. Like it's not even just Jokic. What's what's Michael Porter Jr.'s rebounds? They should really dominate the boards today between MPJ um, seven and a half. Yeah, between MPJ, Jokic, and Gordon, they should really dominate rebounds. Jokic over the past, I'll go back six games rebounding wise against the Mavericks 16, 16, 16, 8, 13, and 14. So that number's at 12 and a half, a little bit of juice 
around minus one forty, minus one forty five for his rebounds. Um, give me, give me that, and give me where can I find a MPJ double double prop? Oh, uh, let me see if I can find it for you, Michael Porter Jr. Offensive, we got plus two seventy. Oh man, that's really dropped from the ten to one it was at in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, let's see how he's done. But I think it's a look. I think it's a look. I think he he can get the ten rebounds. I think Aaron Gordon can get ten rebounds. Like I think they should they should really dominate rebounds over the course of the day. This should be one and done possessions for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, um, Lucas points are probably thirty three and a half. Let me see. 35 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I get it. He's dropping like close to 40 without. He's not even uh, trying. Yeah, he makes it so easy. Yeah, 35 and a half is a number. All right. Um, anything else for this game, Trill? I still like, I still kind of like Luca's rebounds, even though I don't like it as much as the Denver Nuggets side. But if anybody's going to get the rebound ball, it's going to be Luca. Uh, let's just see how Luca's done against the Denver Nuggets in his career 26 points, 10.3 rebounds, 8 eight assists. Uh, they played earlier this season. He dropped 34, 10, and 8 in that game. Did have nine turnovers as well. So, um, All right, before we move over, a little bit of news that just dropped here. Joel Embiid is officially now listed questionable with a hamstring injury uh, in that game against the Chicago Bulls. So uh, keep that well, in that mind. Well, that changes things. Yeah, definitely. All right, Terrell, we still got three games to get through here. Let's go over to the Brooklyn Nets. They are in Utah to take on the Jazz. Jazz are, sorry, a four-point home underdog are the Jazz. Total sitting at 234.5 in this game. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams. For the Brooklyn Nets, um, DFS, Dorian Finney-Smith is questionable. Lonnie Walker is out. Dennis Smith Jr. out. That is pretty much it. For the Utah Jazz, Jordan Clarkson is out. Uh, Keontae George is out. And questionable tags on John Collins and Omar Yurtseven. Uh, Let's start with the side here. Terrell, Brooklyn minus four uh, on the road here in Utah. What do you think? Man. I really don't like to go against, you know, one of the best ATS teams in the league, but Utah's really good at home against <laughs> yeah. the spread. Talking about covering. I mean, they're only six and five straight up. They're eight and three against spread at home. And this is I mean, this is a shorter number, but they've gone out and and won games like this at home, you know. Uh, well, even Portland on the road, but they beat the Knicks at home at a plus five and a half. <sighs> Last time out, I don't get me excited about this Jazz team again. <laughs> I'm going to take Brooklyn minus four, but don't get me excited about this Jazz team again. I mean, this Jazz team is obviously completely different when Lori Markin is on the floor. Um, but also, I feel like Brooklyn has the defensive players to throw at Lori Markin to give him a hard time. Um, 
and Smith, got yeah, Mikael Bridges. Yeah, you, you got options. Yeah, you got options, right? And then for this Nets team, when they're coming off of a loss this season, uh, they've been actually pretty good covering the number. They're nine and two against the spread off of a loss. Um, on the road this season, like we mentioned, they are one of the best teams, I guess, spread right up there with the Oklahoma City Thunder. But oh. on the road this season, just seven and five against the spread, where they're five and seven straight up. They've been dominant at home. Um, they're 10, two and one against the spread. Uh, but as in a way favorite this season, they're uh, one and oh straight up, which was against the uh, Hornets. Uh, with marketing in there, Terrell, I'll make it simple. I'll, I'll lean with the Jazz here, catching the points. Like you mentioned, they've been really good. Uh, as in that home underdog role, and just this season alone, like you mentioned as well, nine and three against the spread are the Utah Jazz. So lean with the Jazz here plus the four total sitting at two thirty four and a half. Terrell, what do you think? <sighs> over, I like over. Jazz get it done at home. I still think the scoring is going to be up there. Brooklyn's going to try to throw some things at them, but I still think that Jazz scoring will be up there, and Brooklyn can keep up. Brooklyn has the options, and I like this lineup of Dinwiddie, Cam Thomas. Bridges, Claxton, and uh, Johnson. So I, I like that. I like that lineup. That's a really high-scoring lineup. I like Dinwiddie assist. I'll just go ahead and jump us to the prop section. I like yeah. Dinwiddie assist. I think that he can uh, – I think both teams are going to give it up, and especially Utah with how they are defensively. So I think Dinwiddie assist is live today. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lori Points is always live as well. Uh, you mentioned Dinwiddie. He's been playing really well. It's always a mystery to figure out who, which guy between Cam Thomas and Mikael Bridges is going to step up. I know last game it was, I think it was Cam Thomas where he had 41 against the Golden State Warriors. Um, what's the number for his assist for Dinwiddie? Dinwiddie assist. I have seven and a half, eight and a half plus 105. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, Lori points for me as well. Um, despite again, like we mentioned, Nets having the options to throw different guys at, he's just he's a guy that'll you know get his and the shot volume is always going to be there for Lori Markinen. So, definitely would look at his points to go over. That's all I had for this game, man. You have anything else? No, let's keep on. All right, two games left on the board here. Maybe the game of the night here. The New York Knicks, they are in LA to take on the Lakers. Lakers are a four point home favorite here. Total of 234.5 in this game. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the New York Knicks, um, only person that is out is Mitchell Robinson. And for the LA Lakers, Anthony Davis and LeBron are both questionable here tonight, along with Christian Wood. Guys that are probable Jared Vanderbilt, D'Lo, and uh, Rui Yachimura. Um, so more than likely, AD and LeBron will end up playing. They're always questionable on the injury report. Uh-huh. Minus four in favor of the Lakers here, Terrell. What do you think? Over. Yeah, this is yeah, this is locked territory for me. The over? Yeah. Yeah. This next team is like they're giving up 130, 140s like it's candy. Yeah. Like it's candy. I mean, I, I'll take the Lakers because they're really good at home. But I, I'm really, I'm really not interested in the side in this game at all. Just give me the points, man. I, I think that you're going to have a bunch of points scored in this one. Look at the Knicks' uh, past few games. 
144 to the Clippers. You have 122 and a win, but still 122 to the Suns. You got that 117 to Utah. Then you go back and you see the 130 to Toronto, 133 to Boston. You got the game with Milwaukee. Like ever since Mitchell Robinson's went down, this Knicks defense has been completely exposed. They're actually not a good defensive unit at all. And Mitchell Robinson hides a lot of that. And so, uh, bring Mitchell Robinson back next year. Finally, we got somebody that probably deserves to be back next year. But if he can hide this defense and make them look competent and good, then he adds way more to this team than anybody would have thought. I think it's points. Eight straight overs uh, for the New York Knicks. And again, uh, when Mitchell Robinson's out there, this team team just falls off defensively. We know that. I think that's not a secret anymore with this New York Knicks team. Um and you just take a look, right, over the last five games for the New York Knicks, they are the number three rated offensive team. Defensively, they are the worst defensive rated team over the last five games. And, you know, you're going to you'll see the pace high in this game as well. The you know, Lakers are top 10 in pace this season. Um, despite New York not really pushing the pace on the season, they're actually up to number 13 over the last five games. So two teams that do at least over the last five games are pushing the pace here a little bit. Um, so yeah, over for me, 234 and a half. You want to look at Lakers team totals go over in this game as well. Like Terrell, you mentioned there that the Knicks are just giving it up as far as points as well. And again, like I mentioned, last five games, the worst defensive rated team are the New York Knicks. So, um, player props, what are you looking at? Uh, man, I mean, just Julius Randle revenge. He always gets up to play the Lakers. Man, no, like, yeah. Yeah, let me trim this down to on the road. So he's averaging in six games since he left the Lakers, 27.8 points per game, 9.3 rebounds. Uh, last, He's had 30, uh, three straight games of 30-plus points against the Lakers on the road. Yeah. Julius Randle. Jew. I'm with you. Let me LeBron assist. I think LeBron... I, I mean, I got to take the leading assist getter in a game that I think that one team could score potentially 120-130, maybe mm-hmm. even more. So yeah. uh, I like LeBron James to be able to go get it done. Maybe even LeBron James triple-double territory in this game. Yeah, I don't hate that. Yeah, that's a good call. Because he, he's like right there with the assist, and we know he can get the rebounds as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like those. And I, I really like that uh, Julius Randle play. Great call out there by you. Yeah, I think that's yeah one of my more fair plays as well. Anthony Davis has been getting it done with else against the Dallas and the Spurs. Um, I'm done betting Anthony Davis. Man. Jalen Brunson has been playing really well as well. I know he had that 50 point game um, against. I like his assist today. Yeah, what's that number at? Six and a half minus 105. Yeah, that that's a good number. I know he had six against the Clippers, but that turned into a blowout where he only played 34 minutes. But part of that, nine assists, eight assists, nine assists. And I want to say the Lakers uh-huh. have also been giving it up to the point guard position because D'Lo doesn't really play a lot of defense. Uh, yeah, they're giving about eight and a half assists per contest to the point guard position over the last two weeks. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks for thanks for that. I will go ahead and add that to the card. I like that. Jalen Brunson over six and a half assists. Uh, yeah, anything else? Well, let's go. All right, last game of the night here. We got the Washington Wizards on a back-to-back situation. They are traveling to Sacramento. 12.5 points is the spread right now in favor of the Sacramento Kings with a total of 248 in this game. 
Looking at the injury report, not yet what's submitted for the Washington Wizards because they did play yesterday against the Phoenix Suns and coughed up the lead in the second half. For the Sacramento Kings, a big questionable tag is going to be De'Aaron Fox. He is dealing with a right shoulder irritation. And after that is Alex Lynn. He's going to be out. He's dealing with a high ankle sprain for the Sacramento Kings. Rather than that, everybody is a go in this game. Um, Terrell, let's start with the side here. Minus 12.5 in favor of the Sacramento Kings. What do you think? Yeah, I'm fading the Wizards again. I'm just going to fade the Wizards again. They've been playing better, but... Sacramento needs Sacramento needs a blowout win at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two games they've played in back to back situations have the Wizards. Um, November thirteenth, they lost against the Raptors, one eleven one hundred seven. But then November twenty fifth against the Hawks, they gave up one hundred thirty six points and lost that game by twenty four points. I mean, Sacramento's been. We just talked about. I mean, we talked about it over the course of this weekend. We didn't really talk about it earlier, but that uh, eleven for eleven start by Keegan Murray. You know, yes. we, we talked about it earlier, and we said mm-hmm. that you know, man, <laughs> dang, <laughs> case is hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, no. So you got that. You had a really good uh, start from Keegan Murray this weekend, and you know he put up forty five. Was it the final? His final points count forty five in that game for Keegan Murray. They've been playing yeah. a lot better. Yeah, they've been playing a lot better recently. Like throw out that Clippers game where they just get absolutely demolished. And I think that was was that a back to back for them? That was a back to back. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so really this team's just been kind of awful on back to backs this season, but they've been picking it up. I mean, why not? I, I like them to handle business here against the Wizards, man. I get the Wizards have been playing better, but they're gonna go back to being the Wizards. And this this Kings team is clearly the better team. I'll take the Kings. Um let me see when their next game is. Wednesday against Boston. Oh yeah, you're gonna love that spot. Um yeah, Boston on the road in Sacramento, like the bean. Yeah, uh, I'll take yeah, I'll take the Kings here as well. Um, like the team total to go over for the uh, Kings here as well. Suns had the opportunity yesterday. I mean, they just got off to a slow start shooting the basketball yesterday uh, against the Wizards, but they were able to you know get to the basket, knock down shots, led by Devin Booker and Kevin Durant yesterday in that second half. Um, but I think the Kings can they can keep it up for four quarters, especially with the pace that they do play at. So I think even without. Um, if De'Aaron Fox doesn't play in this game, uh, I still think that how bad this Wizards team is defensively, I think that you can still put up the points here. So, yeah, I'll lay with the Kings here as well. Keep the uh, Kings team told to go over in this game. Uh, player props, what are you looking at? <sighs> Do you expect Keegan Murray to regress, obviously, after knocking down 11 of 12? I mean, I mean, yeah, regress, like, but regress how much? I, I don't think so. He's he. We talked about. I talked about it all season how Mike Brown's giving him the green light, and he's supposed to just go out there and just continue to shoot threes. Just he wants him to put yeah. up as many threes as he can. So, mm-hmm. I, I I don't think I think regression is, is going to happen, of course, but I don't think it's anything along the lines of him just having a bad game. Give me De'Aaron Fox. Just De'Aaron Fox has a big game and a, and a blowout. He puts up some thirty points in three quarters, and they sit down. Yeah, the, they only have De'Aaron Fox props list for at least for the Sacramento side. It's at 30 and a half at minus 105. So, um, I mean, it seems like he may end up playing in this game, but uh, I don't see anybody else for the Sacramento side as far as player props listed. Um, 
So I can't give you much there. Sabonis boards or assist us is always a play for me. All right. Anything else? No, no, that's it. All right, uh, let's get into our lock and dog here for tonight, and then we'll together we'll put together our prize picks entry. Uh, you want to leave us off? All right. Oh, okay. It's a lot of things that I like, maybe don't like. Let's go with for my ooh. Kind of don't. Yeah, for my lock, let's just let's go to the highest total on the board. Is this the highest total on the board? No, I lied. It's not the highest total on the board. It's not even close to being the highest total on the board, But which is crazy. I'll take the over in Dallas and Denver. I think Dallas and Denver is so many points. Mm-hmm. I think Denver I think Denver can roll, but they're still going to give up a decent amount of points to this Dallas team here. And um, I kind of – maybe I should like Denver team total a little bit more. No, nah, I'll just take the full game over. Luka's going to go off. He's going to do his part. Denver's going to control most of the scoring. I think that they're going to have a lot more possessions with owning the rebounding edge, and they're just going to be able to get a lot more shots up in. And against that Dallas defense with no rim protection, I think Denver's going to do a lot of scoring. So over 238.5, that'll be my lock for my dog. Um, I really do like Clippers. I mean, not the uh, Pacers against the Clippers. Excuse me. At home, they've been streaking. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with the Pacers here. Give me the Pacers plus one thirty. That's kind of a small dog, but I play it with some form of Halliburton. If Halliburton plays, I play it with some form of Halliburton plus the Pacers and get a nice plus money price. But Pacers money line, that's what I'll make my dog. All right. Um. All right for my lock. Knicks, Lakers over. I think I mentioned that. I think that's one of my favorite plays on the board. 234 and a half. Uh, this could get into the range of 240 easily. Um, already mentioned it. Knicks, worst defensive rated team over the last five games. Third best def- offensive rated team. Um, Lakers like to play with uh, pace. So expect both of these teams to you know get up and down the floor and points should be a plenty in this game. So over 234 and a half as my lock. For my dog, um... I guess, I mean, there's not a lot of dogs that I like straight up. It's either the Rockets for me or the Utah Jazz. Hmm. Jazz at home is a buzzsaw. Yeah. <laughs> I will get, I'll give that much. Like, they're, they're pretty good at home. Give me the Rockets, man. I'll trust my team. They've been playing well. I know on the road, they have it. They've only won two of the 11 games, but. Clipper, I mean, it's the Clippers. The Cavs missing Evan Mobley and Darius Garland, and, and and this team defensively has been really good. So if they're able to slow down, if Dylan Brooks is able to do a decent job on Donovan Mitchell, then you're relying on the others of like Max Struess and Karis LeVert to beat you, and I'm going to take my chances with that. So give me the Rockets. Plus 142 is what I see on DraftKings right now on the money line as my dog here for tonight. Um, Joe, you have a parlay you want to give out like you usually do, or you want to put together our underdog fantasy entry first? Uh, yeah, I'm just really questionable of these two teams laying 11 a day. I'm so questionable of them. And there's a low probability of this happening because again, both of the two teams are catching 11, but if this happens and I don't have $5 on it, I'm going to be very, very upset at myself. 
So let's just put the Pistons and the Hornets in a money line parlay. 30 to 1. 30 to 1. Yep. I love it. 30 to 1. I mean, I, a little it, bit on it. Yeah. Like, I, I really don't understand why these two teams are laying that number, which kind of tells me that this probably is a trap and they probably do cover. But I mean, if, if at the end of the night, the Hornets and the Pistons went out right and I didn't bet it, I would really, really be kicking myself because I, I was sitting here saying that this looked fishy. Yep. All right. Uh, so parlay of the day. Pistons money line, Hornets money line for Terrell. Put it together, thirty to one. Put some uh, a large uh, cheese pizza money on that uh, for yourselves here. <laughs> Not even a yeah. large cheese pizza. Go put a Snickers bar on it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, uh, underdog fantasy entry here, Terrell. Uh, what are we looking at here? Well, Jew has to be up there, right? Yeah. You want to start with Chet Blocks higher two and a half. Yep, we can do that. All right, and then who else you say? I'm sorry. Uh, Jew Julius Randle. I feel like yeah, yeah. His points has to be in there. So Julius Randle higher twenty two and a half points today. Yeah, add that. Got today. that in there. Okay. What else? And then I mean, well, Joel is now questionable, so don't know how you feel about that. And you think it's a maxi? Uh, they they don't have the Philly pro, uh, projections up. Um, we can let's go with let's go with uh Jokic. I really like Jokic. Let's go with Jokic. Oh, Jokic. All right. Higher higher on the rebounds. I really like Jokic today. All right. So that number's at 13 over on Underdog Fantasy. All right. So we'll put that out there. Um Chet Holmgren higher two and a half blocks, Julius Randle higher 22 and a half points and Nikola Jokic higher 13 rebounds. That $100 entry will get you a nice return of 600 bucks. Again, if you don't have an account already, what are you waiting for? Make sure to get over to underdogfantasy.com and make sure you use that promo code SGPN. Uh, and hopefully we get this started. Uh, we start off with the bang with our underdog fantasy entry and as well as our uh, lock-in dog. So hopefully we can start the week off on a right foot here. All right, Troy, anything else we want to mention to the fans before we get out of here? No, no. Got six or nine people in the stream. Like the video on the way out. Yeah, make sure you smash that like button for us if you haven't already subscribed to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube channel. Please go ahead and do that uh, for us as well. We'll be back tomorrow uh, with myself and Scott at the usual time, 11 a.m. Eastern, to get into the Tuesday games. Um, and again, uh, make sure to follow Terrell on Instagram or X. That is at reallyrail underscore underscore. You can follow me on Twitter slash x at sports nerd eight two four more importantly follow the nba gaming podcast uh twitter account at sgp and nba and we will talk to you guys tomorrow till then good luck with your bets let's break these books off and let it ride basketball give me give me give me the ball because i'm gonna